Hello, race fans, and welcome to the first annual Bunker Derby. In box one, we have Jaffer. In box two, we have Chris. It's one mile down the leg, and they're off! Uh, it's what? A, it's a mile? Run. Oh my god, uh, is that a real gun? <laughs> what are you doing? Jesus Where Christ, Where did you ben. get that thing? Run! Run! <laughs> oh, he got me! Oh, Chris, oh no! I'm are you okay? bleeding out! Oh my uh, god! Oh uh, no! It's so, so cold. And Jafar wins! Quick, we need to go to... And in third place, Mommy's Little Uncle! I'm here, just to let you know that once again we have been cursed with technical difficulties. Ben's voice might have sounded like an announcer in the intro, but for the rest of the podcast, it's probably going to continue sounding like that because his microphone was corrupted. Thanks, and have fun listening. Hello, Internet. Welcome back to Draft the Universe. This is the Nerd Fight Battle Royal. This is the podcast where we pick a topic, pick our favorites, and then fight to the death, or maybe just for bragging rights. I'm Jafar. I'm Chris. And I'm Ben. And I never get to do anything funny with my name. Sometimes you guys will go and do something funny with your names. Like Chris would go right now, I'm still bleeding out. But I never get that opportunity because I always have to say my name first. Well, here, why don't you take take an opportunity? Do something funny with your name, then. Yeah, do something. Oh, God, you can't put me on the spot like that. Let's Chris, see. continue the what intro. Is, what is your first... What is it close to? What does it rhyme with? Nothing. Maybe... I mean, you could do like a Jafar bit. No, 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 and no. <laughs> if you're joining us for the first time this week, um, maybe don't. <laughs> this is the second part of a uh, two-part episode. Um, we are broadcasting to you live from our secret bunker location, somehow under Michigan and Japan. Um, we are, of course, led by our anonymous, mysterious draft commissioner. It's a fucking mystery. Um, and we record and broadcast through our faithful, trusty Draftmaster 2000, a strange bio-organical computer. At least I think it's a computer. It does have a lot of veins for to, for it to be a computer, but it does have a disk drive, a floppy disk drive. That's so. true. Yeah. Yeah. Like Chris said, this is uh, a part two. So we're picking up from our to-be-continued last week. Last week we drafted sports, and this week we're going to debate our draft picks. Yep. I'm excited. Uh, been been watching a lot of sports. Been uh, been boning up, uh, getting ready uh, to 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 really get into the intricacies, the rules. I did something very um, unlike me. Um, for Research the, for the first time ever. I did a sports thing. I am now in a fantasy football league. It's yes, true. That is true. Yes. Welcome to fantasy fantasy football, Chris. Yeah, uh, the Fantasy Football League that um, Ben and I have been in for seven years. Wow. But yeah, so now... I've got about seven wins in that league. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've um, uh, 
I've, I've experienced the true sport sporting experience. Um, experienced the true sporting experience. I can do fucking better than that. Come on. <laughs> now that I've experienced some true sports um, bonding and competition with friends, mm-hmm. I feel like I am a, a football expert. Oh, you probably are 100%. My um, team, uh, my, my draft was rated as an F for football. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, which is great. I mean, I got uh, I got Tom Brady. You did? I took him too early. I, sh- I realized that after. <laughs> I really wanted that, that Tom Brady-Gronk combo. Yeah. I should have just t- taken Gronk, because nobody would have taken Tom Brady if I'd gotten Gronk first. But... Um, I mean, well, I mean, he's number two. Well, I will say that if you look at how the uh, the website that we use has suggestions for when to draft, mm-hmm. that is based off of projected points for a normal scoring league. Our league does tend to favor quarterbacks. Um, quarterbacks are typically like a a good quarterback will get you twenty five points a week, and a running back like top tier running back might have one or two games a year where they touch that. Unlike my, my other league, where it's a two-quarterback, no-tight-end league, because they like playing with training wheels. Yeah, it's two quarterbacks, two running backs, three wideouts, two flex spots. It is J.V. Bush League. <laughs> it is real sad. It's an 18-league two where so everybody's just like, I've got, oh, my, I've my got four quarterbacks. So it's like, yeah. Because we picked, like, the best starters from teams. I've got three of the four best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, it was... <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> you ever do that this thing where you start talking with somebody, you're like, yeah, I know this thing, I'm super good at this thing, and then they keep going, and you realize you are not qualified to talk about this thing at all. Every time we draft. Fucking shameful display last <laughs> night, am I right, boys? What, what did you see that ridiculous it's I, display? It's IT crowd. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's... Did you see that ridiculous display last night? <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about Arsenal. They always just walk it in. <laughs> uh, great joke. Okay, but yeah, uh, fantasy football drafts were fun. Uh, we are getting near the, uh, the end of the season for baseball. So some teams are making that last postseason push. Uh, you know, people are getting psyched up for... Uh, for hockey, it's yeah. a good time. Yeah, we got, I think, 28, 27 days until puck drop for the Wings right now. Yeah. yeah. And so how many uh, days after that until they finally score a goal? Oh, Ben. They're real bad. <laughs> they had a really, really bad last year. It's it's fine. Now that we've fu- fully and completely alienated all of our nerd fans yeah uh, it's it's time i think to get into this one yeah uh let's go ahead and get into this one and the first match is chris versus jaffer okay chris lock in your pick well ben i think i'm gonna start off strong i'm gonna go with the uh game slash sport on this list that i am the most familiar with um, and probably the best sport in this entire draft. Chris Ball. Hmm? What, what this time? Uh, yep, that is confirmation from the commissioner. That is the one you are losing. We are not going to be talking about Chris Ball. Wait, what? 
We talked about this last time, Chris. But for your various transgressions, the draft commissioner has uh, deigned that Chris Ball is too dangerous to be allowed to be part of this draft. Is Chris Ball dangerous, Chris? James and the giant peach. Fuck you. He flew too close to the sun on this one, buddy. I flew too close to the giant claymation gross peach. <laughs> I want to I wanna know more about Chris Ball. I'm sure you do. Like how it's played with three balls that are kind of like nesting dolls. Ooh. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Nope. That's only one set of the balls that's used in Chris Ball. But you'll never know now. But. Nope. If it's. No, you're fair. Stop, stop asking questions. You don't want to enrage the commissioner. Yeah, I hear bad things happen if you do that. He sends you to a place called the Dark Room, but yep. I think that's all just made up. You've Anyways. Been there, like twice. Once on podcast and then once, I think, because we were eating dinner and you said something terrible about. I don't even remember what the dish was, but I think it must have been the anon- the anonymous draft commissioner's favorite food because you went straight to the dark room for that one. Yep, you did not pass go. You did not collect two hundred dollars. Did so. not stop by the electric ladyland room. Um, I still need to see that. Um, I don't. Yeah, I have no recollection of any of this. But I guess you got to take another pick, Chris. But I was looking forward to hearing how you fit inside of the ball. Oh no, it's. The, the balls are nested, and as you score goals... No, they, you can't. They, I don't, don't, we don't want to... Pop open, and then you play with the next ball inside, but the uh, game gets harder and harder. The uh, ball gets small and smaller. Uh, okay, okay. Okay, um, well, fuck it, then. I guess I'll go with um, Pyramid. Pyramid, okay. Yes. Okay. And it's not some cool game where you're inside a ball like Zorbs. Again, Ben, not cool. Zorbs, Zorbs are awesome. Zorbs, Zorbs are not cool. Zorbs are not cool. I, Zorbs are not cool. I feel some sympathy that... That it's so in- deeply ingrained in you that Zorbs are cool, Ben, but it's not. Zorbs are not cool. Um, but you know what is cool? What, Jafar? Hill cheese rolling. Okay. So we've got Pyramid <laughs> versus Hill cheese rolling. All right, and I'm reaching into Pele's uh, uh, gym bag, which, whoo, dang, guy works hard. Pulling out a criteria. How would your sports players do in your opponent's sport? Okay. <laughs> All right, Chris. How would your pyramid players do in hill cheese rolling? Um, pyramid is a pretty brutal sport. It's a combination of basketball and football with a little bit of rugby thrown in. Um, and by a little bit of rugby, rugby, I mean the part where you are brutally injured while not wearing any protective gear. Um, the game, as far as I can tell, played with no protective gear. Um, so suffice it to say that, like, a nice day out in the countryside, um, rolling some Capricorn cheese down a, down a hill, um, you know, this is of course before the the Cylons arrive, um, and and you know completely, you know, nuke Caprica and the rest of the colonies into the Stone Age. But of like, course. but before, you know, when when Caprican cheese was plentiful and uh, totally unirradiated, um, that kind of thing to a pyramid player was probably a nice day off. Let's all go roll some cheese down a hill. You know, let's take a break from the. You know. The, the very ever-present risk of paralysis and, and, and concussion 
um, in our most brutal of sports. All right, Jafer, how would your hill cheese rollers do in Pyramid? Well, I feel like they do okay. There's a lot of common ground here. There's a lot of <laughs> chance for injury. It's true. Um, these are both very dangerous sports. Um, but the advantage that the hill cheese rollers have over the pyramid players Pause. at their hill cheese rollers my favorite ska band <laughs> yeah continue thank you um the f- the uh, advantage that hill cheese rollers have over their pyramid playing brethren of injury at the other sport is that hill cheese rollers are used to running from their lives so when the cylons do show up they will be much more prepared than the pyramid players who all but one team perished, and there was at least one for each colony, so the odds are not looking good for Pyramid players in surviving the Cylon Apocalypse, compared to my Hill Cheese Rollers, who, uh, the cheese gets a head start, but it is not uncommon uh, to get ahead of the cheese, but at certain points of the hill, this nine-pound wheel of cheese has reached speeds of 70 miles per hour, and it has straight knocked people unconscious before. <laughs> um, so dodging 70 mile per hour cheese bricks will probably help you dodge space bullets. I feel like he's mistaking the sport of Pyramid for the plot of Battlestar Galactica. It's understandable. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a Is pretty... Is there that much of a difference? We don't get a lot of Pyramid <laughs> action in Battlestar Galactica, um, but... But I mean, I think there's a there's a court on the on the Galactica, so you kind of see it after the. Uh. See, it feels to me, like hill cheese rolling is something the Cylons would do to the captured humans on Caprica. <laughs> Here is your last piece of food. Go. <laughs> they throw it down a hill. <clears throat> it de- I, yeah. I mean, it depends at what point in the series. Definitely not on Caprica. On Caprica, the whole thing turns into kind of like a, you know irradiated hunger games uh past the the uh you know the mass exodus of the rest of humanity all the humans that are left on caprica are just like running around terribly ill from from all of the radiation poisoning yeah i mean i guess that that i, I mean you could probably run after some che- you would want to yes. because all of your food is is probably you know irradiated and maybe cheese ha- i don't know does cheese have some sort of natural protection from radiation Probably not. Um, I mean, you eat it in Fallout, so I would assume that that is factual. But I, I'll I'll just say here, if I'm going to pick, I think the uh, pyramid playing uh, pro sports uh, team does better than the English country bumpkins. So I'm going <laughs> with pyramid and Chris. You know, the thing about hill cheese rolling is that you never take it too seriously. Just like I won't take this loss too seriously and i think we can agree that all the players of both games would just enjoy going to the pub for a beer afterwards regardless oh yeah definitely uh, english shin kickers those guys would win (laughs) (laughs) all right that point goes to chris next match is jaffer versus ben all right all right gentlemen lock in your picks i'm gonna go with chess boxing all right, chess boxing. It's cerebral, it's physical. I see where where this could be could be a challenge to, to go up against. So I will go with 
the ultimate evolution of martial arts, Ambojitsu. All right. Um, for people slightly less nerdy, could you explain your sport? It is uh, a completely ridiculous made-up sport from Star Trek The Next Generation. Gotcha. All right, then. <clears throat> it only appears once because it is so very, very stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes this sound kind of like a, an excellent criteria. Friday Night Lights? Never heard of it. Pitch a high school drama about your sport. This is going to be interesting. All right. <laughs> All right. So, Ass so chess boxing. Assuming that there isn't already an anime of your whatever you're about to say. <laughs> I assume there's there probably is. <laughs> the high school. It's like Doki Doki Punch Box Chess or something. You know. <laughs> The Doki 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 uh, Punch Box Panic, Punch Box, it will Chess Box Panic, Chess Box Panic, yeah, uh, yeah. Redux, Redux. That's yeah. that's only the new one that comes out. So for sorry, the people who are, so let's. This is too much of a tangent. No, 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 no. no, no let, let, let's let's cut off from the existing IP. Let's remove Doki Doki. It's just Chess Box exclamation point Redux two point zero. Okay, there we go. So chess boxing is really tough. For high school kids. <laughs> Wait a second. Because you said if the, the criteria was high school, right? It has to be a high school drama? Oh, yes, yes. Okay, so the thing about chess boxing is you have to meet two criteria in order to participate in official chess boxing. Which is you have to have 50 amateur bouts in boxing or a similar martial art and an LO rating of 1,600. Okay, we're gonna throw those out the window for your for your purposes. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm playing off those. Okay. okay, I'm playing off those because so to compete in chess boxing, you have to do X amount. So an L rating of sixteen hundred. Um, I believe uh, you start at twelve hundred, is how that works, and then you score matches based off the number of points, um, and so you have to win a number of matches. Okay. To get a rating that high and then also 50 amateur bouts in boxing a lot of boxers their career stops at that point yeah that's a lot of punches it's a <laughs> lot of punches to the face um so to maintain both of those things is crazy um then especially in high school especially in high school <laughs> where your head is developing still <laughs> You probably shouldn't be boxing in high school. You know what? We did um, we did a, a PSA in front of our drinking episode. Maybe we can throw one in here. Hey kids, this what Javer is about to describe. You should not do in high school. Don't do this, kids. Don't go chess boxing in high school just because it's cool and you saw it on Chess Box Action Redux version three. Basically, know? if you're under the age of when's your brain stop developing twenty three. About there, yeah. Yeah, don't do this. Don't don't box. I mean. Find your passion, but don't box. Um, Wait until that skull is thickened right up. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a show that's about kids working on one or the other to be able to chess box in the future. So they're working on getting their chess game up or they're working on their boxing game. Most chess boxers tend to specialize in one or the other. So you either <laughs> learn how to take a punch and sp learn, get really good at chess or 
you don't care about chess, learn how to not lose as quickly, and plan on knocking the other dude out. I'm going to just guess that it's a lot easier to focus on the boxing, because the more you box, probably the harder chess gets for you, because <laughs> the thinky parts start to hurt. <laughs> um, so it's three minutes of boxing, and then um, a couple rounds of speed chess, which is timed with quick turns. Um, so at most you're going to do 18 minutes typically of chess and six rounds of boxing is the typical match. Um, and so you, people will train by running and doing like two laps with a chessboard set up and like stopping and playing chess real quick and then going and running more to get used to thinking critically while doing extreme physical activity. So we're going to see a lot of that in the show. There'll be the nerds who get into it who are all like, well, I'm small, so I can dodge, and I'm going to checkmate you. And then there will be the jocks who are all like, I don't care. And you get an interesting dynamic that you miss in a lot of high school sports drama because there is an equal playing field by having two completely unequal playing fields. Gotcha. And that's where the drama comes from. All right. Interesting. So it's kind of like a jocks versus nerds dynamic. Yeah, Except you the totally played nerds up. are on the same team against rival school here. of jocks and nerds. Yeah. yeah. So like it starts with them like training and get to the team and they're all like they're competing with each other typically, but then they have to bond to beat other jocks mm-hmm. and nerds. Yeah. Okay. I've seen this show um, on ABC maybe twenty times over the course of my life, <laughs> just with different things involved. Yeah. Sometimes it's singing. Sometimes it's basketball. Ben. Okay, so... Would you like me to restate the question for you? Please, go ahead. Friday Night Lights? Never heard of it! Pitch a high school drama about your sport. All right, so my show is going to be called Nightbirds, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is a deep-cut TNG reference, but uh, I'm basing this whole story off of a deep-cut TNG reference, All so right. I'm okay with it. And it follows... Cadet Will Riker. All right. Uh, it is Will Riker at Starfleet Academy, uh, and he's got a chip on his shoulder. His dad trained him in Anbo Jitsu, the uh, final evolution in martial arts, but he could never beat his dad. Uh, and so he's he's at school, and he's already one of the best uh, Anbo Jitsu practitioners at the school. Maybe but Am- Anbo Jitsuans? Anbo. Ambo Jitsuer? I like Ambo Jitsuer, if only because I know it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he can't get this chip off his shoulder that no matter who he beats, he would still, uh, like, he lost every single bout to his dad. And Ambo Jitsu is completely ridiculous. It looks like uh, you're dressed up like somebody about to play 80s laser tag. So it's plastic armor with uh, a plastic helmet with a shield that goes down so you can't see. I can help you simplify this. Yeah. <laughs> you know America Gladiators? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it's the, the Q-tip fight without being able to see if your uh, stick beeps when you point it at your opponent. Okay. Uh, so, huh. yeah, so you're fighting blind, not unlike uh, Luke when he's first learning to le- use his lightsaber. But instead of getting shot at by a little robot, it is another person trying to whack you. Uh, and so you get some fun, uh, 
you know, inside the helmet, you know, everything's dark, but you hear the, the beep moving around with your, you know, this is really needs to be experienced in surround sound. Uh, <laughs> okay. And you know that uh, Will and his team, you know, they start off as, you know, first years, and Will is good, but he's always driven to be better, and he's making the rest of his first years better, and they're, you know, winning the tournament, and they're, uh, you know, later, late in the first season, he gets challenged by a Klingon, because these human humans, you know, they're trying to, you know, do, uh, you know, martial arts with weapons, and he's got his padded batleth, and Oh no, it's, uh, he gets uh, into a bar fight and he has to use a, a coat rack and defend himself. And he gets to do you know fun stuff like that, but you never get too far away from just the ridiculousness that is Anbo Jitsu, a, a sport where you fight blind. <laughs> All right. And the, the name Nightbird is an allusion to the one jazz song that Will Riker could never master. Just like... He's doing the one sport. Just the one? Yes. Just I the one. I, he, did, I didn't know this. Will yeah. Riker is a master of jazz? Yes, he's a, he's, trom he's a trombone player. Yeah. He, he's mastered every jazz. Yes. Except for one. Every, every for jazz Nightbird. song except for Nightbird he can play. He's never able to play Nightbird. Just it's a like thing. Every challenge he faces in Nightbirds he can beat except for his relationship with his dad. It's what? a fact you think would come up once in a TV show. <laughs> yeah. This is a this is a tough one. On one hand, I definitely want to see some high school kids get the crap pounded out of them. <laughs> and, and then maybe play terrible chess. Like, well, they're just not good at it because they can't deal with all that head drama. On the other hand, I really like the idea of a show that ends with the main character beating the crap out of his dad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, it doesn't though. He never beats his dad. He does on TNG. Yeah, but because you got to save up, that. Well, no, I mean he doesn't beat his dad till he's uh, like in his. Well, how old is Riker? 30, 38? Yeah, but Jafar, how does Enterprise end? Oh, with old Riker showing up and the whole story being about them. <laughs> the last episode is just the Icarus Factor. Okay. Again. Uh, <laughs> okay. Before we get too far off base. Um, I think the better side of, of me <laughs> wants to get past my obsession with getting, with, with the enormous amount of pleasure that I receive from seeing somebody clocked, like, just get their clock cleaned. Like, I love people getting blindsided. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> you do. And that happens a lot in both these. YouTube videos <laughs> where people get hit just out of nowhere, I lose it. Um... I think in the end, only one of these has a story that I want to want to hear. Both of them have some head trauma, so I'm cool. I think I, I want to see more about Young Will Riker. That's a show that I could actually watch. All right, Ben gets the point. Uh, quick question, Ben. I was thinking about this while you were making your pitch. Do you think the Ambujitsu stabs vibrate? I believe they do. Okay. All right. Next match is Ben versus Chris. All right. Um, okay, going up against Chris, I am going to pick darts. Darts. All right. Chris, what do you got? I am going to go for Alice in Wonderland Croquet. Ah. All right. That's some interesting picks for an interesting criteria. 
You're taking a date out to play your sport. How does it go? Hmm. Ben? I think it goes great, because darts, I believe, is the best bar sport. Uh, it is... It's like being the best swimmer in the kiddie pool. <laughs> <laughs> but there is there is a subset of sports that are designed to play with a drink in your hand. And unlike you know other drinking-aligned sports like pool and bowling, playing darts, you never have to put your drink down. Uh, it's something you can do in a fun, relaxed way. There are a bunch of different uh, types of darts different rule sets you can use for people of different, you know, abilities and skill levels. So it is very easy to, uh, to match uh, a game to your date's uh, ability and uh, how long you want the game to go. Mm -hmm. So you can play, you know, just scores. You can play where you're trying to knock out all of the, uh, the numbers. There's... So a bunch of games, yeah. There's a bunch of different games, so you can also keep mixing it up. Okay. Keep the night going. And you don't have to uh, leave the bar, and you can keep the drinks coming and having a good time. All right, Chris? You can tell a lot about a woman from the way she handles a flamingo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, is she mean to it? Oh, oh, you're gonna go on. I figured. I thought that. I thought, <laughs> I thought that, that was, was a it. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> let me. Let me. Uh, here, oh, we're professionals. I'll retract that. You can tell a lot about a woman by how she handles a flamingo, Jaffer. We okay. Can, we can keep both of them in. I just wanted to retract it. Okay, that's fair. Case, yeah. 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 Just in case. Um, I do I do like the second one better, but I feel like you need the context of the first <laughs> to make it work. Yeah. Um, also, nobody dies in darts. Nobody dies mm. if you're good. So, <laughs> it, it, at Alice in Wonderland croquet. So I'm at an impasse. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, which is the only way I can say <laughs> I'm torn now because of you fucks. Um, so <laughs> I guess we really burnt that bridge, huh, Ben? I think so. Uh, <laughs> ben. Yes. Your argument I find to be flawed because it ignores the existence of shuffleboard. Chris, I find your argument to be flawed because your sport is surrounded by giant mushrooms, which will kill me. Not every bar has a shuffleboard. Those things take up a lot of space. And mm -hmm. you've not been to every bar. Some of those bars also have mushrooms. In fact, most of them serve fried mushrooms, which could kill you too. Or just in the back of the bathroom because dive bars are gross. Um, I mean, I could also make an argument that maybe they're just trees that look like mushrooms. Okay. Um, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for the input there. Um, well, now I'm dying at both locations. Yep. Which is going to make for a bad date for me. So I oh, may I as well... I didn't know the prompt was taking you on this date. Can we start over? <laughs> well, no, no, no. I imagine me out on a date with my wife via the descriptions that you both made. Okay. Is how I'm doing this in my head right now. Gotcha. And as such, if I'm going to diet both, we may as well do the one that my wife will enjoy more. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty obvious, guys. 
Neither of you have any idea, do you? No. <laughs> Should really spend some time to get to know her. Um, I think getting to know her has complicated this immensely. <laughs> I, th- I I think I got it. Yeah, Chris got it. Yeah, yeah I, I've never seen her play darts or croquet. <laughs> yes, but has she ever turned down the opportunity to hold a flamingo that you've seen? No, I don't think you've seen that, Ben. No, but I've never seen her seek it out either. Yeah, well, you only get so many chances to do that. That's the end of the first round. <laughs> That's all right. Chris has two points, Ben has one, and I've got nothing. Uh, uh, it happens. <laughs> You All have right. nothing, Jafer. <laughs> nothing. Next match is Jafer versus Chris. Okay, Jafer, lock it in. Um, let's go with wife carrying. Okay. <sighs> He's being mean by choosing a sport that I cannot compete in, but he can. I can't right now either, so... <laughs> I mean, you could. It'd just be very ill-advised. I'm for the baby. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to choose Hunger Games. Uh, okay. The most exclusive sport. <laughs> only 20-some people get to play it every year. Okay. And only children. That's true. Make one change to your sport to make it better. Jafer, how are you improving wife carrying? Um, we're going to slightly change the rule set and name to spouse carrying because it's 20 fucking 18. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Time moves different down here, so I wanted to be sure. I'm pretty sure it's 2018 too. I feel like it's 2018. I, I don't, I don't want to be a stick in the mud here, but I was pretty sure that it was 2019. You sure it's not 2008? Irrelevant. Let's move on. Spouse carrying. Spouse carrying. That's it? Yeah, just... Okay. Don't... don't I understand. Progressive. Yeah. Progressive, yeah. yeah. Don't bury the lead. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Chris, find... <laughs> Good luck. Some way to improve the Hunger Games. I'm going to say right now, you can't just say, don't write a second or third book. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the sport of, yeah, hu- of Hunger Games, Ben. That's true. Um, and the thing, the one thing that Hunger Games isn't is uh, inclusive. You might want, you know, to to really participate in Hunger Games, right? I mean, the rewards on the line are certainly lovely, mm-hmm. right? You get to be one of the fancy people who live, you know, up in the clouds and have all of the really crazy hairstyles and they have like 24-7 orgies, um, you know, Basically, wait a second. I think I might be getting this mixed up with altered carbon. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, you just get a nice house and all your stuff taken care of forever. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very similar. But let's say that you're like, oh, yeah, I'm so psyched. It, you know, I just turned 16. It's my first chance to volunteer as tribute. Is there an age limit? I don't I know if there is. 13. 13. I just turned 13. It's my chance, first chance to volunteer as tribute. And then... Somebody else yells it first. Isn't that such a bummer? You're just yep. like, you wanted so much to, to do these Hunger Games. No, no, you didn't. You were Did so... Did you watch this movie? You, it's 11. It's 11. It's 11. Yep. You were so young and you wanted so badly. Jafer, have you ever wanted to play a game when you were 11 years old and somebody told you that you couldn't play it? Isn't that the worst? 
I mean, yeah, but I, what? I'm going to say that the way that you improve Hunger Games is you make it open to everybody. I'm talking uh, a modern, modern franchise tier system, right? You've, you've, you've got you, you've got your community level beer league leagues, right? <laughs> you, you've got you've got triple A levels to farm up into the main Hunger Games, and of course, um, maybe once every uh, let's say ten years, you've got a World Hunger Games, even more exclusive, you know. Um, and I think that maybe the losers country um, gets gets b- bombed or something. That happened before the Hunger Games. So, That's why the Hunger Games. So just to be clear, you're going to make Hunger Games better by combining it with the Purge and G Gundam? Um, I mean, thank you for those references. Yes. <laughs> Essentially, yes. I am, I, I wanna, I wa- I'm envisioning a world in which there is very little differentiation between when you are playing Hunger Games and when you are not playing Hunger Games. Really, <laughs> it's, it's just... It's just a Hunger Games life, Ben. That's how I would improve Hunger Games. Well, a part of me desperately wants to, like, sit down with a beer and watch minor league Hunger Games. (laughs) It would be so, it would be so bad. They would go forever. (laughs) They just want it more. (laughs) It is, I'm assuming, 2018, so I've got to go with spouse carrying. Or partner carrying, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's whatever whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Whatever you want to call yourselves. That's what we're going with. All right. <sighs> Next match is Ben versus Jafer. All right. Um, I'm going to go with my favorite sport, lacrosse. And I will go with... I gotta remember how to say this fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I can spell it, but can you say it? Somebody once told me never make fun of somebody for mispronouncing a word because it means that they learned it through reading. That's not true for a hundred percent of people, because some people hear the words said properly and just refuse. See, somebody once told me the world was gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. And with that, we'll talk about some ritual sacrifice with the Mesoamerican ball game, Ula Mazetel. Ula Mazetel? Ula Mazetel. Zetel? Let me, can I see it? Yeah, go for it. Ula. Ula Mazitli. Okay. I'm going to call it Mesoamerican ball game from now on. Okay. Let's just shorten it to ball game. Ball game. Aztec ball game, maybe. Mayan ball game. Yeah, that's fine. Those are two distinct cultures. Different cultures, yeah. Yeah, I know. I guess Mesoamerican covers a lot of ground, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, while I admit that losing on oh, my yeah, last the Mayan pitch ball game is a very different has game. It's robbed like me of my hunger for this game. <clears throat> Strangest world record for your sport. <laughs> okay. I believe my sport has the world record for number of British forts captured while playing. <laughs> you, a, you wrote this question for this one, didn't you? No, I did, well, I wrote it, but I didn't come up with this. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a, it is a true it is a true fact. Fort uh, Mackinac 
or Fort Michilimackinac was conquered when some uh, Native Americans kept throwing their lacrosse ball over the, the fort wall and asking the British to go get it. And finally they were just like, you jerks, you go get it. And then they ran in with guns and just took over the fort. So, I believe, definitively, no sport has conquered more British forts. I would argue that, really, a very wide interpretation of Hunger Games captured every fort ever captured. I don't know how many children captured forts. No, I'm I'm talking wide interpretation, like people with weapons fighting other people with weapons. Yeah. All right. um, Well, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, the most unusual world record that comes from my sport. Um, You know, this game was played for a very long time. Hundreds, if not, you know, a thousand years. I don't know how long the Aztecs were around. <laughs> Who does research, really? <laughs> Who does research? Not not this guy. Who can say how long the Aztecs Six. were around? Scientists. We don't listen to them. So, we do. We do listen to scientists. We just have to know them to ask the question, which is not the case right now. Regardless. Um, and with a less than 50% survival ratio between the people who died playing the game, which I assume were not always on the winning team, and in fact were probably more than likely not on the winning team, and the sacrifice of the winning team, that it is the bloodiest game ever played. Uh, the, The game responsible for the most death and injury, particularly death, yeah, in human history, thus making it the most dangerous game. I would argue that the Game of Thrones is the most dangerous game. I mean, in the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. That is in the Aztec is, ball game. If we look at this, you win and, and you, you, you win and you die. <laughs> yes. but, if we, but if we look at the <laughs> steal in my punchline, Ben, damn it! If we look at the statistics of the Game of Thrones, where you win or you die, that means that only one active player of the Game of Thrones is ever alive at any given time. No, no, you have to join the game and then die. You join the game and then, but there's only ever one winner, right? Yeah. That means that if 50 people were playing the Game of Thrones, 49 people would be dead at the end of that game. Which makes it half as dangerous as PUBG. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Well, I mean, the other side of that is, in the Aztec ball game, whose name I'm not going to try and slaughter the pronunciation of again. It's Malazul, Italy. Yeah, that one. Uh, I mean, you win and you die. So, there are no winners left standing at the end of the game. That's true. (laughs) Unlike the Game of Thrones. (laughs) Okay, okay. Okay, Jafar, okay. While I admire the real history of Ben's, um, that is the thing that happened. It's true. Mm -hmm. I watched a video about it. The truth is, however, that Jafar's is also true, and a lot more people died. Um, so I'm just going to give it to the, the one with the highest body count. So Jafar, um, 
this point goes to you as you stand atop a mountain of corpses. Congratulations. All right. I mean, a lot of people died at Michelin Mackinac, too. Let's <laughs> not discount it, but I mean... Mm-hmm. I Fair understand. enough. All right. Next match, and the last match before the final, is Chris versus Ben. All right. I'm going to go with the strangest and least understandable game ever played. Somehow this game is watched by millions of people, but not one single person has ever been able to explain to me the rules of cricket. All right, Ben? I am going to go with the better version of cricket, baseball. Ooh, head-to-head here. Let me reach into Pele's bag and... Oh! Oh, wow, did that just kick-flip out of there, that criteria? Do you know who Pele is? You mean bicycle kick? Yeah. Kick-flip is a a skateboard move. Oh, well, whatever. You knew exactly what I was talking about. I communicated effectively. Fuck off. That's true. (laughs) Wait a second. Okay, hold on a second. You said bicycle flip. No, uh... Bicycle kick. Pele's a soccer player. Sorry, yeah. I had to remind myself. Because for a yeah. second, Ben had me thinking, was he a BMXer? No. I don't think so. No, no, no. he does the kickflip thing. You, you knew exactly what I meant. In wrestling, <laughs> it's called a Pele kick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually thought like it was some sort of tech deck scenario. <laughs> no. no. You reached for the criteria and oop, it did a sick little flip as it came out of the bag. No, AJ Styles does it. It's where you kick someone in the back of the head. While you're standing in While you're standing them. in front of them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> also known as a Laos elbow. Yep. <laughs> All right. So your criteria is, and I'll cue up the Poetry Corner music here. Oh, <laughs> oh, so, no. I was so looking forward to this. Compose a limerick about your sport. Let's hear those limericks. Chris? <clears throat> Alright. There once was a sport played in England by white-wearing Protestant noblemen. The sport was named cricket, and no matter what Chris did, I can't figure out how this fucking game works. <laughs> Seriously, the pitchers are scorers? I don't get it. The batters are the defense. In every other sport, if you have the bat, you're the offense. But I don't get it. Okay. Thank you. It's a little, uh, a little performance uh, piece at the end. There. Yeah. A little slam poem. Yeah. yeah, appreciate that. Give me a quick second. I fucked up. <laughs> Did you forget how to write a limerick? No, I wrote a haiku. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there once were the boys of summer. A season made of games without number. The crack of the bat, catch at the warning track, and then they threw out the runner. 
little microcosm of a baseball game right there. Yeah, that was accurate. Yeah, I liked it. And I think I'll give you the point for accuracy, Ben. All right. What? (laughs) You mean to say that you're going to punish me for not knowing the rules of a game where the only reason it's funny that I took it because... Whoa, I'm not going to punish you for not knowing the rules of cricket. I'm punishing you for not knowing the rules of limericks. Ooh, he's got you there. I knew the rules. Otherwise, I would have broken them more consistently throughout. (laughs) When When you break it on the last time... That's what's called a slant rhyme. That was that was not a slant rhyme, Chris. It was 100% a slant rhyme, and history will definitely mark me the victor on this one. But Well, history will also mark this occasion for something else. Because we gentlemen have a three-way tie for points. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> which, which means we need to bring back an old friend of the podcast here. The coin. The, the coin. coin. Okay, so we've got three Eisenhower dollars here. Yep. Which, by the way, Ben, I don't think we've acknowledged it besides a discreet fist bump. But when we saw Greatest Generation this last weekend yep. live, and they're all like, what's the really big coin? And you immediately screamed out, Eisenhower, Eisenhower silver, silver dollars. dollars. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, thank you. Yep. That was a nice moment for us. What a nerd. <laughs> yep. All right, on three, gentlemen. We're going to flip them. And there will theoretically be two matching, otherwise we will reflip. <laughs> yep. There will, however, be no usable audio <laughs> past this point. <laughs> All right, let's Three, look. two, one. Head, heads. heads. All heads. All right. Okay. If we, by the way, if we go three times all in the same result, I think that means we all win. All right. Okay. Three, two, one. Flip. Heads. heads. Tails. Okay, you guys are it. So we've got Jafar versus Chris. Uh, who locks in first? Uh, we're tied. Yeah. So who drafted first? Uh, Chris did. Okay. So Chris. Chris did. Okay. I'm going to take a second shot at what might be the best thing I've ever drafted: The Hunger Games. Okay. That is, of course, because I can't take Chris Ball, which is the best <laughs> thing I have ever come up with, and the world will never know. All right, Jafar? I feel like I could talk a little bit more about wife carrying. Okay. Do you mean spouse carrying? Well, it hasn't made the change yet. Hey, be the change you want to see. Let's and change it here. Okay, okay, we're changing here to spouse slash partner carrying, and we'll go compete and do that. Excellent. Okay, this is going to be interesting. What is the best single play in your sport? <laughs> <laughs> Can I do Jafaris for him? Nope. <laughs> hey, buddy, just say, don't drop her. <laughs> Oh, um, best single play. Yep. What is the, you know, the grand slam or the the kickoff returned for a touchdown or the winning and having yourself sacrificed to the gods of your (laughs) sport? Who? Um, so the game is upon you. The tubes rise up. Mm Mm-hmm into the um, very large 
very strange arena covering many square miles. And then a, a, a big timer counts down three, two, one, beep. And then the pod doors are open and people are running to grab the weapons so that they can get to murdering and, and just to survive. But what's that? Oh, you're doing a fanciful pose in your pod. You're not running. You're not stressing out. People are like, what? This dude just, just he just did like a, a Sailor Moon kind of pose with his hat on and he threw off a cape and now he's just walking. He's walking like carefully, straightforward. He doesn't seem to be looking at anybody who's doing, doing any murder around him. And what's that? Oh, he's so fancy that he has been immediately donated a weapon from, from, the, from the audience. What's that weapon? Nanomachines. And then the nanomachines eat everybody but him because he was so stylish and fanciful. <laughs> that's, that's probably the best play that I could think of in Hunger Games. There's a lot to choose from, really, but... Uh... Okay, nanomachines eat everybody. Nanomachines eat everybody to win the Hunger Games. Okay. Okay, Jafar. Um, well, Chris, you said don't drop her, and I'll do you one better. Don't drop them. Mm. Uh, and then you get your partner slash spouse's weight in beer for not dropping them and winning the race. So, yeah, that's it's pretty great. For winning the Hunger Games, you do get a house's weight of house. You get a house's weight of house, but you also get sold into pseudo-sex slavery and or alcoholism, if I remember the books correctly. No. It doesn't really go well for everyone who wins, or no, anyone they kind of, who wins. No, um, even the person who does I, the best, arguably, still has to fight in a war, kill a president, and see her little sister get killed. So, well, she does all those things while being a hero, and I don't think. Th I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Is there sex slavery in those no. books? No, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, there is. I don't remember Yeah, that. there's a whole, like, sex slavery trade thing with previous winners that moved to the capital. It's in the second book. I don't remember that. That's definitely in there, guys. Okay. Hey, audience. <laughs> you want to fact check this one for us? I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to think about those books. Uh, yeah. Uh, but if I have to pick between getting my, you know, significant other's weight in beer or having my very own army of nanomachines. I'm taking nanomachines. Nanomachines always win. All right. Do you want to know what was the, was the second best play in Hunger Games? If the whole world plays Hunger Games, it takes less than seven games for us to not exist. That's I think, true. I think it's like seven or eight games. And then global warming's over. Huzzah! I mean, that depends on how many of those Hunger Games were won by burning the rainforest down. There's only a limited number of Hunger Games that you can win by burning, burning the rainforest down. But that's if why, any of them are won that way. Nanomachines, because <laughs> if you rely on burning the rainforest down, it is very stylish. But, you know, if you're not early to milk that cow, the milk's all gone. I mean, I will say that in the history of media, nanomachines have never gone well for anyone ever. That's true. Nanomachines have also never actually existed yet, and all of that is fiction. I don't know if you were aware of this, Jafar, but these things that you're talking about, they're not real. What is real is your wife's weight in beer. 
That's well, true. Your partner's weight in beer. Historically, my wife's yes. weight in beer is <laughs> how much what beer? I was thinking. How much beer is that, Jafar? <laughs> Enough for me to be content. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I won. Does this mean I get a house now? No. No, you get some points, and I get to pick a topic. And it means next year you fight in the All-Star Hunger Games. Yes. I love the All-Star Hunger Games. Um, it's second only to the Olympic Hunger Games. <laughs> and I get to pick next week's topic. And actually, we'll find that out next week. Because next week is a bye week. Oh, okay. And really? Another yes. one already. Yep. And we're going to be talking about hype. Hype? Hype. That which is hype can never die, which means next week's episode is probably going to be a long one. Oh, if okay. That's, if that's how that works. I don't... I guess we'll find out when we get there. See, hype for me normally wears off real, real quick, so... Maybe it'll be a quick one. Do you, do you, ever, do you guys wonder if maybe at, one, at some point... Our podcast will just be bi weeks. <laughs> just all bi weeks. <laughs> we I don't only... think the, the commissioner would ever let that happen. <laughs> I mean, this is. Uh, this would be episode 38 or 39, and we've only had four. Yeah, we only do one every 10 episodes. Give so. or take, yeah. So. This one is a little bit sooner than our normal wait, but before that, we had a little bit longer. So we're just kind of getting back on schedule. All right. Well, then we will see you guys next week for a bi week. All right. Thanks, as always, to um, the grateful patrons who gifted me the nano machines, um, and also to the Kickstand Band for our theme song, How It Feels. You can find their music at thekickstandband.bandcamp.com. Buy the music. They're beautiful people. They make beautiful music. Support them. And feel free to shoot us an email at drafttheuniverse@gmail.com. Uh, let us know some of your favorite sports, and let us know what you're hyped for. If that's the Beer League Hunger Games, let me know. Finally, you can join the conversation. Facebook.com slash draft the universe. Follow us on Twitter at DraftTheverse. On either platform, use the hashtag DraftTheUniverse, and we'll be there. Universal Hunger Games kind of sounds like a David Foster Wallace book. Hmm. Or a really bad Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Yeah. Yeah. See you next week, Internet. Off pod, 
Ben, you know you have to name yours. This is Four Lights instead of Friday Night Lights, right? It's <laughs> not a Riker reference, though. Does it? Does it need to be? Why, does it need to be? Why is this off pod? <laughs> this is our demo. Our demographic gets this. <laughs> I don't know. I wanted to maintain the illusion that this is a game that we play and not a vehicle for us to make jokes. I mean, that was foolish. I'm going to talk about chess boxing. I don't think that's a a facade that we have ever maintained in this. (laughs) (laughs) While Ben is finishing up his limerick, would you like to hear some more about Chris Ball? Sure. This is good butt materia. Um, so like I said, nesting balls, right? Yeah. Every time you score, the ball gets smaller. Okay. And then um, in the last part of the game, once you hit like the halfway mark, um, increasingly more balls are added to the sport to make it harder and harder to okay. track exactly who has what. It's kind of like a game of attrition. You're trying to prevent the larger balls from scoring while the smaller balls are just kind of bouncing all over the place. You don't really pay a lot of attention to them. Okay. Yeah. Um, did I mention that this is played aquatically? So no. sometimes. Um, all right. Question about Chris Ball. Um, so in games like basketball and baseball, the goal is to move the ball to hit the thing. Are people trying to hit Chris and Chris Ball? I think that's got to be how it's played. Yeah, that just makes sense. I mean, there's a couple of ways that you can score. The first is to hit Chris, right? Each team has a Chris. Um, so is Chris a position or a name? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, but yeah, so there's a couple ways. You can just hit Chris. All right, I'm ready. You can also, like, um, you can, uh, using some sleight of hand and perhaps some distracting conversation, you could, like, kind of slip a ball in his pouch. Okay. And, and if he finds a ball in his pouch at the end of the game, that's worth 50 points. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, because, you know, you gotta, gotcha. be, you gotta yeah. be checking that pouch the whole game to make sure nobody snuck a ball in. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta check that ball patch, Chris. Yeah. All right. Ben? There once were the ball... Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're talking about balls so much, it threw me off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, really, Ben? Yeah. Tell me more. There once were the boys of summer. Hold on. 